It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Gophers win their bowl game. We're going to talk future building blocks for 2024 and also the next steps for this offseason, which are critical for the Gophers moving forward in 2024. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here. We're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And today we got to talk about that Gophers bowl game victory, but also where do the Gophers go from here moving forward? We're going to talk about who could be the building blocks for 2024, as well as next steps in the offseason for the Minnesota Gophers. Now we're going to be diving in deep to Minnesota Gophers football throughout this offseason. So if you want to listen to Gophers, daily sports you're talking gophers football both the basketball teams and i still owe y'all i still got to get into some of these hockey shows as well get dylan laux back on the show but we're gonna make it happen here at locked on golden gophers so be sure to hit subscribe and share and like and comment so others can find the channel as well but let's talk about that quick lane bowl because the gophers make it seven straight and let me tell you they ran the ball like crazy now this is what we expected even bowling green their head coach also kind of expected this in fact he said in the presser after the game when referring to one of the media members and sitting not too far from him he said that they couldn't throw the ball from me to you now hearing that it kind of is a slap in the face to Minnesota talking about, oh, they can't pass the ball and all this. But if you know that this team can't pass the ball and they're very one-dimensional due to their personnel issues, how come you couldn't stop them? How come you couldn't get your team the victory, being the 7-5 and five actually eligible, as everybody wanted to pull, point out? But you couldn't get the dub. Minnesota gets the win with a five-win season, turns into a six-win season because Minnesota, even with the good academics, gets into a bowl game and proves that regardless of the situation, they can ground and pound that ball. Now, besides running the ball, the next common thing that you saw on that television broadcast, if you weren't there in person, was mentioning of Cole Kramer, his fiance, and their wedding. Now, if it wasn't, if it wasn't, for the station, I don't know if many people would know that he was going to get married, but at the same time, they were treating this like it was Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift all over again, and I don't know how. They wanted to really dive into that more so than they did, but they found a way, and on top of that, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them wanted to get completely off the grid after that experience, but regardless, shout out to Cole Kramer, who stepped up and really... His effect might not have been huge in the passing game, only passing for 26 yards, but he still had an impact. Three total touchdowns in this game, which was critical because 
we needed those scores. We only won by one touchdown, regardless of the spacing of the score throughout the game. The Gophers had control for a lot of this one, but it was a tight one down to the wire. Now, that being said, overall, he did have an interception that was critical in that first half and allowed Bowling Green to take a one-point lead heading into halftime, and that put Minnesota in a tough position. But overall, shout-out to Cole Kramer for getting us through that bowl game and bringing experience, but also getting to start his first game. Then let's flip it to the defense a little bit. Now, Minnesota's defense showed decently well, especially given the circumstances. You lost your defensive coordinator. You had a first-time play caller in there stepping up for you at the D.C. position. And then on top of that, you were missing multiple starters and impact players, rotational players. Newbin wasn't in this one. Devin Williams wasn't in it. Maverick Baranowski, Darius Green and a handful of others as well. Now, that means you had a lot of time for your younger players, and those younger players made some impact plays in this one, which was great to see for the Gophers moving forward into 2024. Zaquan Bryan had a huge pass breakup on a third and long where he popped the ball out of their best player, their tight end, Fannin Jr.'s hands. On top of that, he prevented a touchdown on the drive following the Cole Kramer interception, and they only got a field goal to take a one-point lead into the half. Kerry Brown played well in the run fits and on top of that he was tied for second on the team in tackles he was tied with another young guy in Coleman Bryson who also was tied for second again in tackles then on top of that you've got Tyler Stolsky he was tied with Cody Lindenberg to lead the team in tackles and he also had a big sack in this one lots of young players getting involved Anthony Smith made his presence felt Joey Gerlach had a huge pressure in that fourth down which led to a turnover on downs when Bowling Green was in the red zone the young gophers got it done but I want to give a shout out to a veteran gopher as well Jot Joyner who took a huge step up in this season and it showed to cap it off in with two sacks against Bowling Green giving him seven and a half sacks on the season him and coach Debo that's a duo that they've just been fine-tuning the little details and it shows and so I am extremely excited to see how that goes into the 2024 season. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there for any of these young players. They have to keep the work going because these might have gotten you looks and opportunities for spring ball and getting you maybe a first look or a second look within the rotation and within getting more snaps. But you have to continue to grind in the offseason. And how they grind this offseason will, will be the end decision when it comes to securing more snaps in 2024. Now, the one thing everyone is going to talk about from this game and everyone will remember from this game is obviously the bowl game MVP himself, Darius Taylor. This man was on a mission, 35 attempts, 208 rushing yards, two receptions, 11 receiving yards, and a touchdown. He was patient. He was always falling forward. He was creating something out of nothing, seemingly every play, and natural instincts were very present in this one. Darius Taylor reminded Gophers fans, the rest of the Big Ten, and the whole nation that this kid is legit even as a true freshman and the sky is the limit. Now, we called this on the predictions episode. We had Tristan Span Ford on here, and I told y'all this is a hometown game. His family, his friends, his coaches, his former teammates, they were going to be on hand, and I would be shocked if he didn't show out, and he showed out, and then some. He did not disappoint, and it just goes to show you how special he could be in the future because in six games this season, practically five games because of the Nebraska game, he only really got one touch. In five, six games this season, he had 799 rush yards and five touchdowns, plus almost 100 receiving yards. 
Look, he is just getting started. He's going to be a problem in the Big Ten. Now, many might be worried about the number of touches that he had in yesterday's game because of potential injuries and what we saw this season and whatnot. And maybe it's not sustainable. And you could be right. It's not very sustainable to have 35 touches a game. And I agree 100% with that. But we're going to discuss why that won't be the case and why who the building blocks are for Minnesota in 2024. So I'm going to dive in deep coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a chance to win $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning Moneyline bet. So if you're looking at all these college spreads and you're like, man, which team do I feel the greatest about winning their bowl game? You just go pick that team, put $5 down, and if they win, you get $150 in bonus bets. Now, if I had to pick, I'd probably be picking LSU in this one, even without their Heisman Trophy uh, winning quarterback, because Wisconsin, they're missing Braylon Allen. He basically was a majority of their offense, and I just don't think they can get it done. I think LSU is going to run away with that one because they have talent that is deep, deep, deep on that roster. So their next couple guys, even without some of their starters, are still going to be up to par. Now, regardless, you pick your winner, and if they win in a $5 money line bet, you're getting $150 in bonus bets, and there's so much to choose from on the FanDuel app. So go to FanDuel.com slash college. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Correction there. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Take advantage. The app is super easy to use. It's safe. It's secure. And there's things to do such as spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, Gophers fans, let's talk about these building blocks for Minnesota moving into 2024. Now, we just talked about Darius Taylor and how he will obviously be a major building block for Minnesota, both next year and moving forward. But I don't think fans should worry about him getting worn down because of yesterday's bowl game. That game was an anomaly in my eyes because will he have games with over 30 carries? Absolutely. It's going to happen. Depending on the matchup, depending on what's called for, he will have more than 30 carries in a couple games next year. But it won't happen on an every-game basis. And yesterday's game was the perfect storm for Darius Taylor. You're talking about a game that you cannot lose due to the future recruiting. Then on top of that, you're playing against a defense that struggles a bit against the run. Those are two factors already. Then you don't have your starting quarterback, and the backup did not show that he could elevate the passing game. So you put those three factors together, and then you have this all-world, all-talented running back who hasn't played in multiple weeks and would not see the field unless he was 110% healthy and then some, and they made sure he was. And then you get him on that field, and you see the flashes, and you remind the fan base and you put the offense on his shoulders and you bring home the win it just was the perfect storm to make something like that happen I wouldn't expect that on an every game basis and another factor in 2024 that can take some of the pressure off of Darius Taylor is Max Brosmer now Max Brosmer is the future QB1 for the Gophers coming over from New Hampshire he comes from the FCS level but he was a top two quarterback in the FCS last season 
He's going to bring a lot more relevancy and efficiency to this passing game, which should hopefully let the passing game be complementary of the run game, allow you to take some play action shots and some uh, explosive plays, as well as having a quarterback who has experience with him. He isn't some sort of quarterback that hasn't started at all, but he is someone that has done it at an elite level at the FCS. And he was one of the two best quarterbacks and a Walter Payton Award finalist, which is the Heisman of the FCS. So he has a ton of experience under his belt. And the FCS has provided very capable passers. You look at Joe Flacco, Tony Romo, Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, and there are more out there as well. Say what you will about their NFL careers, but they proved that the best in the FCS can translate. And that's why it's important because the Gophers have someone that can fit their style within the system, which they are very stubborn to, whether we like it or not. They have their system that they rely on and they will run regardless. And we know that's run first, but we know that takes a quarterback with multiple reads who can get through multiple reads and can get the ball out with timing and anticipation. And that's what Max Brosmer brings. So I think that overall, when it comes to the building blocks of 2024, I believe your core for the offense is going to be Max Brosmer, Darius Taylor, Daniel Jackson, of course, who absolutely blew up for the Gophers this season and has led the team in receiving for the past two years. But I also think Elijah Spencer is going to be in that core next season. Probably gets a lot more looks across the middle with the slants like we saw in the in the spring game. We even saw a couple over the middle looks yesterday in the bowl game as well. With Brevin Spamford leaving, I think that that middle of the field, you're going to need someone who can take over in the middle of the field. And I think Elijah Spencer can answer that call. But guys who I think will be contributors on the offense, and we'll see how much they can step into larger roles. Jordan Newbin, C.A. Bengora, both of those running backs obviously going to get touches, especially because you want to keep Darius Taylor healthy. But we know that this Gophers team is going to be a run first program. So those guys are going to have touches, even if it's like a Mo, Trey Potts, Bryce Williams, regardless, those three are all going to see carries and value in this offense. Then beyond them, you've got Lamecki Brockington, who obviously carved out a role for himself, but then suffered an injury. We'll see how he comes back from that and where he fits in this offense. But I think Kenrick Lanier is a name you have to keep your eyes on. Now, this is one name I have been mentioning since the spring. I didn't think he was going to get a lot of time this year. I thought he was going to redshirt because of how deep our wide receiver room was. But I truly believe he's going to be a major player for Minnesota moving forward in, in the very near future. He is going to find his way on the field. I am almost sure of it. This Gopher staff has loved him, and I even going to the practices that I've seen, he absolutely pops off the page, so I would look forward to him. Now, the offensive line, it's in a good spot, I would say. You have all of your starters returning except for your center. Now, you have a bunch of young guys that maybe you can try out and get the future center going early this season, or maybe they hit the transfer portal and look for a guy to bring in. But regardless, you have a lot of experience coming back. Now, 2025 will be very interesting for the O-line to see who's up next, who's got next with Greg Johnson, who will likely still be there and at a staple on that offensive line. But you've got guys like Quinn Carroll, Tyler Cooper, or Ariante Ursary. They'll likely start next season. But then beyond that, Who's got next beyond them? And I think you've got a lot of good prospects in there. You've got Nathan Roy. You've got Reese Tripp. You've got Philip Daniels. You've got Brett Carroll. There's a lot of young guys waiting in the wings, ready to attack any opportunity that presents itself. 
Now you flip it over to the defensive side of ball, and you're looking at the core of Cody Lindenberg, who is absolutely the leader of that defense. He's probably the best player on the defense, but I think Ja Joyner can give him a run for his money for taking that title. Regardless, those two lead the way at your defensive line and your linebacker unit. You've got a decent front seven returning with Cody Lindenberg, Ja Joyner, uh, Devin Eastern, Anthony Smith. Those guys are all going to be core players on this defense. And I think that they'll just take it up another notch working with coach Debo into the 2024 season. But on the secondary level, I think you've got Justin Wally and Jack Henderson. Both of them are back and going to have impacts on the next season. Both of them likely starters stepping in for another year next year. Now, that will probably be the core of this defense for a vast majority of the snaps, but you've got guys like Ethan Robinson transferring in from Bucknell. You've got Craig McDonald, who is going to be probably a lot more present on the Gophers defense next season. Maverick Bernowski, Devin Williams, Zaquan Bryan. I think all of those guys are going to make a case for snaps in the 2024 year. And then on top of that, Koi Parrish. I think he is going to see time as a true freshman, plain and simple. Now, yes, I really believe he's going to make an impact, and I'm not just saying that because he's a Minnesota kid and he's their top-rated recruiter, any of that. If you have the head coach saying that he believes you're one of the best high school athletes he has ever watched live and in person, you're going to find yourself on the field, plain and simple. And on top of that, when you're fending off blue blood schools like Ohio State and Florida State, last year it was Darius Taylor fighting off the Michigans and all that. When you're fighting off those big blue bloods and they commit here and they're wanting to be in here, that coach is going to find a way to get them on the field, plain and simple. Just like Darius Taylor, there was no intention of redshirting him this season. And if you wouldn't have got hurt, I am more than certain he would have played almost every single game this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see Koi Parrish have that same type of response from this coaching staff, especially losing All-American Tyler Newbin from the safety position. Darius Green started last year, but I don't think he has done anything to fully secure that he will for sure be the starter next year. He still has to earn it in this spring session. So I think between Koi Parrish, Kerry Brown, Darius Green, Coleman Bryson, maybe even Aiden Goosby, I think you're going to see a real big battle at the safety position and who can take those two starting spots. Now, whoever does is obviously going to be a part of the core and a part of moving forward because that safety position has been everything for the Minnesota on defense over the last few years. So there are definitely players, both veterans and younger players, to be excited about when it comes to this Gophers team in the next season. But it, it still depends on the work that comes this offseason in which the Gophers can obtain their goals. Because what you do from January to August is everything on whether you obtain your goals or whether you have a season that is below your expectations. And that all starts soon. So to wrap today's show up, we are going to talk about next steps for Minnesota in this offseason. There is one thing that is critical to the 2024 season. In fact, it might make or break the season, and we're going to talk about that coming up next. All right, the final thing we're talking about today is the next steps for Minnesota in the offseason. Now, you first things first, you got to continue to fill and finalize your roster for spring ball. I believe the January 7th is the closing of the portal for this first window before you get into the spring session. So the Gophers still have to maintain all their players and keep them here. Now, hopefully you don't have any more transfers, but it could happen. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe a wide receiver or two decides, you know what? 
we don't pass the ball enough, so I'm not trying to do this, or something of the sort. Now, hopefully that's not the case. Fingers crossed everyone stays locked in. But if they decide it isn't a fit, then regardless, the Gophers are going to need to go into the transfer portal and continue to add depth at different positions. The first being defensive linemen. You've got to get another guy in that interior defensive line to get the push from the inside and wear teams down. We saw that in this Bowling Green matchup, how after a while, the first drive or so, it was a little sus. It was a little scary when it came to the Gophers defense. But as they wore down on that offensive line, Bowling Green was feeling the pressure. The Gophers need more interior your depth. Devin Eastern can't do it all by himself. He's got some talented players coming back with Darnell Jeffries and Jalen Logan Redding will rotate inside and outside. I'm sure like he did this season, but we need someone who can be that Batman and Robin with Devin Eastern. So I think that they're definitely going to want to attack an interior defensive lineman in this transfer session. On top of that, they could look for a center in the portal. If they don't think one of these young guys is ready to give them the consistency they need at the Big Ten level, and they still need to see one of those young guys prove it, they could go out there and get maybe a fifth-year senior or something like that and have them compete or at least hold down the job until one of the younger guys can step in. And then finally, you've got the wide receiver position, which the Gophers seem to really be looking at in that transfer portal. There's a number of names that they have offered. A few of them have already committed, but regardless, they seem to be looking for another receiver to add to this roster. So we'll see how that goes. But the number one thing when it comes to the Gophers this offseason, priority numero uno needs to be finding a very good defensive coordinator, a difference-making defensive coordinator, because much love to Coach Collins for stepping up and really standing in for that bowl game, but giving up 300-plus yards to Bowling Green and 24 points to a Bowling Green offense that has not been great when it comes to scoring or anything in the FBS, that's not going to cut it in the new Big Ten, and it doesn't give you a lot of confidence going into that decision. So in the broadcast, Minnesota or the, the TV announcers announced that PJ Fleck is going to really take recommendations and go outside of the box, whether he has a connection with that person or not. And he's really going to spread the search far and wide. And if that is true, that is great for this program because Minnesota needs to swing for the fences on this hire because having a defense that can be rugged and a difference maker is critical to Minnesota's success. And it has been in their best years in the nine, win years and the 11, win year, they have a defense that can get it done on third down get off the field and get the ball back in their offense's hands. And that is how this team wants to play. They want a defense that can hold down the fort, get the ball back to their offense, and then let the offense control the clock. And if that's the ball that Coach Fleck is going to want to play, which he continues to put on tape, he continues to do year after year after year, then they have to have a defense that is next level and a top 10, top 15, top 20 level defense in the country. So he's going to have to get this defensive coordinator higher right plain and simple and it, the main if you want to compete with your washingtons and your uscs and these high-powered offenses coming into the big 10 you have to have a defense that can slow it down give you control of the clock and let you play the style of ball that you want to play so overall defensive coordinator is the biggest thing when it comes to the gophers and coach flex said he wants to make that higher before the first week of january well it's coming up the convention is coming soon, and that means the Gophers are going to have to lock in real quick to find their next leader on the defensive end.
from there, the final thing that you got to do is develop chemistry with your leaders and form an identity with this new roster for 2024. Now, I truly think with the returners and the portal players that they've gotten, you're going to have uh, leaders that are in good hands. You're going to have a personnel department that's in good hands with the leaders on this team. But overall, they're going to have to find that identity of who this team is moving into 2024 and how it can help them elevate and set apart in the new Big Ten landscape. Now, we're going to dive in deep all offseason into what's happening with football as well as covering basketball teams. And like I said, we got to get Dylan Lauks back on here for some hockey. So definitely hit subscribe, like, and share and comment. So others can find the channel tomorrow. We're going to hand out the 2024 awards for this season. And then we're going to talk Gophers women's basketball because they are headed to Iowa and they're taking on Caitlin Clark. And I think maybe just maybe they could pull the upset. We're going to talk about that and more tomorrow. I'll see you then row the boat, sky, you go Gophers. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.